3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole
1: bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearing house of hot takes break free
2: for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. The most popular podcast of the weekend. The Mailbag, Danny G. We'll, we'll get to the mailbag. It's on the agenda and it will be the star of the show. Actual questions by actual listeners of this podcast who took time out to contact us, to write an email or to post something on the Facebook page and be part of the fun. So we we will get to the mailbag and the email address, realfifthhour at gmail.com, realfifthhour at gmail.com. Also on the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show but. Danny G, why doesn't Ohio Al start us off? We'll have a little "Pop Goes the Culture." What say you? Let's f and go. Pop pop pop
4: pop 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 pop
1: Pop 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 goes
2: Our man, what a great musician Ohio Al is! I loved his song in the talent show. He was so good. Uh, so talented uh, with that. So happy we were able to play that. So, uh, pop goes the culture. These are some pop culture stories that popped up on our radar. There's a theme every week. This week, the theme is food, Danny. There's a lot of food related stories. Is that because it's summertime and restaurants and fast food places are tossing out different items? I, I saw this bouncing around from Thailand, uh, from Thailand, where Burger King has created a new cheeseburger, which is two slices of, of bread, the buns of a regular Burger King, uh, you know, Whopper. And then they put 20 slices of cheese. Did you see this? Oh, I saw this. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, this is on, good. So we rich at the end of this past week. Yeah, that is a terrible, terrible-looking grilled cheese sandwich. That could be so much better because – the art of the grilled cheese. My wife makes a great grilled cheese. You got to put grilled cheese on the outside of the bun too. You got to really go deep into the grilled cheese. This just looks like a slices of American cheese. Twenty no. slices of that's that's not a lot of effort. That's lazy. Who wants that? Nobody wants that, do they? Covino is
4: uh, lactose intolerant, so he said this looks like he would walk up to the cashier and say, "I'd like to order twenty two farts."
2: <laughs> well, he should just order that and then go sit on the toilet and, and eat it. <laughs> oh! Oh! No, you should have the
4: nervous heart. Oh This does look like a bathroom break. This looks like something that would have you running to the bathroom within 15 minutes.
2: Or it could go the other way. You eat that much cheese, you might get a little clogged up, right? You know, clogged up, you don't know. You never know, it might work the other way. Uh, so... Uh, I saw I saw that that was that was kind of crazy. Well speaking of crazy foods, uh, on Pop Goes the Culture, Domino's in Japan. I guess you got to leave America to get these crazy food items. But in Japan, this thing started making the rounds again. What is it? It is a Domino's pizza, but not just any Domino's pizza. No, 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 no. This is a pizza filled with pickles, a pickle pizza. And Somewhere in Springfield, Mass, Alf the alien opiner is a uh, pop the Woody. He is so excited. Uh, he loves pickles. I saw photos. This. this is to me a nightmare. I do not like pickles. I like the smell of them, but this is. Are you a pickle guy, Danny?
4: I like pickles on burgers. Yeah. What about pizza? Never had it, but I let's see. Maybe. Maybe I've had, like, you know how sometimes you'll see somebody create, like, a, a hamburger-style pizza? Yeah, sure. well, I think I've had that before, and there were, like, little slices
2: of pickles on there. I've made Philly cheesesteak pizza before, which is pretty good. That's not bad. I sent you a photo of it, and it should be in your in your messages there. My mom used to do this thing back in the day
4: where it sounds weird, but it tasted good. She'd make her own refried beans and her own um, tortillas, and she made this uh, burrito where she would cut up little slices of pickles and put those in the refried beans. And it sounds a little odd, but it tasted really good when you added the sour cream and the lettuce in there.
2: Do you like sweet pickles, or do you like the traditional pickle? The traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like none of the above. So what do you think of that photo that I sent you? The, the story there. It
4: looks like too many damn pickles,
2: right? That looks disgusting. Yeah, uh,
4: the- pickles. It's one of those things where they are a great addition, like a great window
2: dressing, but you don't want it to be the star of the dish. Yeah, that's that's a little much. Well, McDonald's announced this week that the Mick Cafe Bakery lineup. Na 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 hey. Goodbye. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, Dunsky's. Uh, See you later. Most people go to McDonald's. I think they – I I don't eat breakfast because I'm a loser. I eat one meal a day. But for those people that do, I think you go – if you go to McDonald's for breakfast, you go an Egg McMuffin, Sausage McGriddle, something like that, right? That's what you're – Oh, yeah, that
4: McGriddle is good.
2: Yeah, you're doing something along those lines. Uh, But McDonald's has had this McCafe thing for a while. And they announced that, hey, we're done That the apple fritter, the blueberry muffin, the cinnamon roll, uh the, the only permanent McCafe uh, bakery uh, offerings will be phased out. So th- these things have been around I for, th- I don't know, three, four years, something like that.
4: Man, that stuff all stunk anyways. Bring back your original apple pie. Oh, there. you can
2: guys we I think did we talk about that on I think we did, didn't we? We did.
4: We've talked about yeah, that yeah, on the podcast yeah. before. We,
2: we can still get it because of where we live. You gotta go to where is the town? Oh, California. Downey, California. Downey, yeah, Downey, the original McDonald's or the second McDonald's. Right.
4: Yeah, it's worth the trip out there.
2: Yeah. I actually lived right next to that McDonald's My when we were moving, uh, we stayed, we were in between houses and we stayed for like a couple months in Downey. I spent some time in Downey's got no I don't want to say no, but they have very few zoning laws. It's kind of like Houston, where you can get a mansion right next to um you know, like the like a, a just a shithole. You know, And yeah. like, you know, there's a school and then there's a strip club, you know, that kind of thing. It is like-
4: You're right. It's a great place to rent out somebody's back house, like their pool house, because every single building there has some sort of addition being added onto it
2: yeah and a lot of those big it's like the white house you know those things out in front of the building what are they called those uh pillars pillars yeah a lot of pillars Yeah. in downey a lot of pillars as i remember (laughs) uh pop goes the culture next up Oh man this guy I, i saw his restaurant last time i was in vegas you ever seen robert irvine and his tv show restaurant impossible yeah well, you won't see it anymore. The Food Network has canceled Robert Irvine's Makeover Show. It will be no more. This guy's like a kind of a little older than us, Danny, but he's completely ripped. He's uh, built like Adonis. This guy works out all the time, and that show after 22 seasons, 22 years, this guy hosted that show, and it's out. That's it's done. Dunski's. According to the Hollywood trades, the show has been put out to pasture. So no more. Guy's probably got a lot of cash, I would think. He did that show for a while. He's got restaurant deals. I think Robert Irvine's going to be okay.
4: Yeah. And I think that show peaked a while ago.
2: Yeah. I've not watched a lot of the Food Network. Although the last time I did, it was just all people doing competitions against each other. Is that pretty much all they do now?
4: It's about 70% of it, I'd say. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, another food. Uh, all these stories are food-related this week. Um, oh, no, you're making me
4: hungry right now.
2: There's a story. I don't know if this came up on Convino and Rich, but the uh, FTC is fighting back against edibles because they claim that these companies are making rip-off Doritos, Nerd Ropes, and a bunch of products like that, uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos, that look exactly like the normal products and they're apparently a bunch of kids are getting the munchies and they're eating the the marijuana products rather than the regular one because their parents you know put them side by side or whatever in the in the cabinet and so the kids are like yeah I want some Doritos and they're uh, they're getting the uh, the special Doritos God
4: what dopey parents are putting this in a cabinet for their kids to be able to grab
2: there's uh, he's a, apparently a fair amount of dum dums. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, yeah, there you go. It's good marketing, though, right? I think if you if you're gonna make um, a cannabis like product, like a food product, you want to make it look like the regular one. And yeah. they they've done it. I didn't know that was allowed. I didn't think that was allowed, but apparently it is. Pop goes to the culture. Uh, here's the uh, the world's ultimate swear word. A mathematician has used an algorithm to create what they say is the the new number one offensive term. You want to take a guess what it is? Redskins. No. The term, I've actually heard this, listening, overhearing conversations. I don't really use it myself. Maybe I should. Would I sound cooler if I use the word? This is according to uh, King's College London. The word is banger. That's a banger.
4: That's a banger right there.
2: You ever use that word? They said it's the world's ultimate swear word.
4: That's that's a swear word? In America, that's what people say when they like a song.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is what they say. Research fed a list of popular bad words uh, into this algorithm the computer spit out banger that that is that's not a curse word though like nah come on that doesn't trump fuck that's the king of a bad well actually the c word is the the ultimate one right that's the winner yeah that's the all-time winner
4: my mom threatened us she's like you know say the f word you're gonna get in trouble you say the c word you're gonna be eating a bar of soap
2: Yeah, it's, uh, we'll, we'll see you next Tuesday, I uh, think is uh, the way that way. Anyway, uh, another Pop Goes the Culture story from the food world. A London brewery has created the world's first truly carbon negative pint. Does anyone need this? I, these stories are such bullshit. Uh, this one says the uh, Gypsy Hill Brewery has created the world's first offset free carbon negative beer. The beer removes more greenhouse gases from the atmosphere than it produces. How many beer drinkers are really concerned about the atmosphere, Danny? What do you think? What percentage of beer drinkers are like, I really hope my beer is carbon negative. I really want that.
4: Probably 0.
2: .0005. Mm, beer. Yeah, like know your audience, okay? Now I, I know it's some uh, highfalutin places, uh, some of the wokesters and all that. They they're into it, but uh, the artsy fartsy types. But uh, I'm thinking most people that want a beer just want to have a beer, and they don't want any of that other, other nonsense. So uh, there is, there is that. Oh, and I I, I want to do this one too. This I love this video. I'm sure you probably talked about this in Cavino merch. Did you see the video of the guy that attempted to rob? The, uh, the the manicure place in Atlanta. Yes. Oh, this is so good. So if you didn't see this, I hope you did. It went viral. So the Atlanta Police Department is looking, trying to find this guy. This surveillance video from this nail salon outside Atlanta is amazing. So this dude walks in there and he walks into the nail salon. He's wearing a blue hat. He's got sunglasses on, blue jeans. And right as he enters there, he demands that everyone pr- present get on the ground and hand over the money. It's like he probably saw that in a movie. You know, he's like, I saw that in a movie, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for that. It worked in the movie, so I'm gonna go for it. So the guy walks in. There's some wi- a couple of women sitting down there. The guy walks in. I'm a little concerned though. I think he might be wearing a clipper hat. That kind of looks like a clipper.
4: It does. <laughs> yes.
2: I think he's wearing a damn clipper hat. It is.
4: I thought, I thought the same thing when I saw this.
2: Oh, it does. It looks. It is a clipper hat. Oh, this is making us look bad here, man. What are you doing? What is still wrong with the clippers? It's so funny. No one pays any attention to the guy. It's hilarious. Is he pretending like he's hiding a gun? Is that what he's trying to do? Yes. And then he gives up and he walks out. <laughs> oh so, so so good
4: it was oh. like he was coached by doc rivers
2: <laughs> screw you oh man you know what he looks like he looks like a a laker player from when kobe retired huh? Like right after Kobe retired for several years. That's what he looks like the D'Angelo Russell, uh, Lonzo Ball version of the Lakers. Let's get to the mailbag. It's in the bag. These are actual letters by actual listeners on the mailbag. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And again, if you want to send a message in real fifth at gmail.com, all letters, no numbers, real at gmail.com and name and city, name and city. If you want attention, Mark in Houston or Houston adjacent says, dear Ben and Danny G, how do you guys come up with the topics? He says on the show, my show, uh, the overnight show for four topics, five days a week four monologues, 20 monologues a week in the doldrums of July when nothing is happening in the air everywhere. Well, Mark, that's an outdated take by you, Mark, because for years people were talking about the dead zone. There's nothing going on. But we have all done sports radio during COVID. So that was the dead zone. This is not the dead zone. There's always stuff going on. You got to be able to work on the edges a little bit. You gotta work out in the in the suburbs, but there's always stuff going on, and it's really I, I actually like this time of the year, which is kind of ridiculous because I shouldn't like this time of the year, but it's it's a little more challenging, which I like. You know, you gotta like, kind of dig a little bit, and if you don't do your your work, you don't do your due diligence, then it becomes problematic, and the show sucks. And I feel like a lot of guys are exposed this time of the year because they it just depend on football 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 and there's not a lot of stuff going on and so football wise but there's stuff going on it's just a lot of gossip a lot of speculation a lot of this guy said something that guy said something but it actually has not been that hard and in fact some of the times I've done holiday shows when you think those would be easy shows there's not a lot going on cuz people shut it down for the holiday so i've had issue, i've had more issues around like certain big holidays not thanksgiving cuz there's a ton of stuff but sometimes there's it's a little slow around the holidays so what about cavino and rich have you guys been able to be fine with the topics of conversation here through this
4: they have no problem filling their their segments especially with the tmz sports type stories i'm yeah. um, also just uh looking at certain stories like that and then having their own spin and their own angle on it. The good thing about your show and their show, they're entertainment driven. It's not just sports. It's a lot of entertainment and pop culture.
2: It's not a hard o show, but thank you, Mark. Pete in Pittsburgh wrote in, the great Pete in Pittsburgh, retired uh, sports radio legend. What up, Petey? Good old Petey. He says, Ben, are you angry that people have said the show is not as good because Roberto left? Uh, so, Pete, I know you're trying to rile me up here, get a reaction out of me. Very funny of you. Uh, no, I am not surprised. Just like when Danny G left the show, people were upset when you left, Danny. They said, the show sucks. It's never going to be the same.
4: They had a point back then.
2: <laughs> that was not a good point. But before before then, we had Jake Warner. Stay awake, mm-hmm. Jake. And people loved Jake. And they were kind of like, who's this Danny G guy? And then they, they, they liked you. And It just takes a while for people to get used to it. We do not have a permanent engineer, so that chair is a spinning chair. And we have three people during the week. So I'm working with three different people. They're working with me. We're trying to feel each other out. Nobody wants to really take ownership of that because it's not their job yet. So eventually, we'll hire someone permanently. Not me. The company will. And then people will be used to that. And I'd like some of the traditions to continue that we've done over the years. A lot of those have died in, in the last month or so because we're just rotating too many people in, but we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to it at some point.
4: Uh, yeah, I heard that Mark dude talking with you on the air. He's super animated. He definitely <laughs> would take your chair someday. Yes. He's a
2: future talk show host or, politician or yeah uh matt the warrior raider former a's fan writes it He says, question for you ben on the podcast uh, when you give the Maller monologues are you reading it from a script just glancing at notes or are you speaking completely off the top of your head uh, that is from matt so it's a little bit of everything matt uh, most of the time i have talking points that i have bullet points that, that I have certain things I want to nail that I, I think are important in the monologue. Um, but when something big happens, when there's a trade or somebody drops dead in the middle of the night, or there's a riot and we're talking about it, that's obviously all just completely ad lib. There's no real notes. You are just kind of going in in real time. Uh, so there's some of that. And then every once in a while, if there's something, I really want to nail it. I'll, uh, I'll put a script together, but most of the time it's just, It's just bullet points, and I can thank my mentor, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, with the greatest 15 minutes in radio who kind of taught me that style of radio, and I I hope I've adjusted it a little bit that I'm not doing exactly what he did, and I've got my own polish on it, but uh, that's that's kind of how that goes, and uh, everyone's got their own technique, so to each their own. David in Winter Park, Florida, with his friend Roscoe the parrot says, "What kind of treats do you guys do you give uh, your your pets?" Uh, then he mentions Bella. Do you you have pets too, right, Danny? You have what do you have? I have a dog and a cat. we have two. I only have a dog. Uh, yeah, so I, I give Bella. We have these pepperonis, and I'll do a little dance. Well, she'll do the dance. Well, she used to do the dance. She's too old now. But I'll say, it's pepperoni time like that, like pepperoni time. And she'd get excited. She'd wag her tail. She'd jump up and down. Now she kind of gives me the look like, just give me the damn treat, okay? I've done enough dancing. I'm retired. Screw you. Uh, What treats do you give your cat and your dog,
4: Danny? Start with Daisy the dog. I Actually, I have these sitting right here because she was over here begging for some treats earlier. Hold that up there. Say, oh, a twist. Oh. Dreambone.
2: Oh, that looks like looks like candy cane.
4: Yeah, she's a little dog. She can't have rawhide, but they have these little twist sticks, and it's funny because she'll bite them down so they're like the size of a cigarette, and she'll be running up and down the stairs with a, what looks like a cigar in her mouth. Ah, that's <laughs> funny. You should you should take a video of that. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really good. funny. It's really funny whenever. She looks like, uh, who is that really old comedian, George Burns? Oh, yeah, George Burns. Yeah, she looks like George Burns running up and down the
2: staircase. Any of those old comedians, they all used to have, like uh, uh, Milton Burl, Is that his name, the guy with the – yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. And what about the cat?
4: For a treat for him, he'll go take a couple of uh, her dog food pellets. We pour the crunchies in her bowl. And whenever he hears that bag open, he runs over there and he steals a couple of them. And that's his treat. Oh, okay. He doesn't like cat treats, though. Little thief there.
2: Yeah.
4: Doesn't like wet food, doesn't like human food. He's really easy, just likes crunchies.
2: Yeah. I like crunchy food, too. So we have that in common. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Same thin sliced pizza.
2: Robert writes in he says what are the chances of a uh Maller meet and greet road show at Saratoga couple of horse races couple of beers some good food bunch of wacky listeners i would love to do that robert i would I, i've never been to saratoga i've been to new york that's outside new york uh a little outside the city there in saratoga i uh, would we, love to go um but i've gone through my entire travel budget i will unless Unless something unexpected happens I am not planning on going anywhere. Now, if uh, I always say Danny, if a listener really wants a meet and greet and has a lot of lot of money deep pockets, everyone say it, I am more than willing to to travel pretty much anywhere for a Maler meet and greet, just need enough time to promote it and we'll have a grand time. Patricia, uh, but thank you Robert. I would like to get to Saratoga at sometime uh, at some point. I can hang out with Mike Francesa. Doesn't he hang out at Saratoga? I can maybe move to Florida. Patricia from Vegas writes, and her friend Patricia, she's been listening for a long time. She used to live in the Northeast. She says, hey, Ben, when you make cookies, I'm wondering, do you actually make the dough from scratch? Yes. Yes, Patricia. I make the whole thing. I have the flour. I have the sugar. I've got the the baking soda, the baking powder. And you mix it all together. I've got a uh, nice mixer my mom got me as a, a wedding gift. And so I make the whole the whole thing so Eddie and the guys can, can shit all over the cookies I make. So that's uh, that's kind of how that goes. Uh, hey, here's the next one from uh, Ozzy was. He says, Big Ben and Danny G, last week we had heavy fog in the area where visibility was down to about 50 meters or about 164 feet, says Ozzy was, Math. So my question is, what is the worst conditions that you've had to drive in? The worst uh, driving I ever had to go through was in Buffalo. It was after a Bills game. It was early in the year. So the, it wasn't snow, but there was a lake effect storm. And I was on the New York Expressway leaving Buffalo. And it was so, I think that was the, the road that was uh, I was on. But it was right near the, the big lake. And... It was raining sideways and it was raining so hard. The windshield wipers weren't working and they yeah. were on the highest setting. I've never seen rain like that. I'm, I'm used to California rain. So I, we all, I was with my, my younger brother, Mike, and we stopped literally had to stop the car in the middle of the highway because we couldn't see behind us or in front of us. We kind of made out a little taillight. So we thought, okay, I think the traffic stopped. Maybe there's an accident, but we weren't. We didn't know for sure. So we we, we stopped, and for for a little while, Danny, we were like, I don't know, are we going to get rear-ended? Like we didn't know, but like everyone kind of stopped. It was wild. So that's the worst weather I've I've ever driven in. You know, there's been fog that's terrible. But what about you, Danny? Yeah, two
4: things come to mind: fog in California especially through the Bakersfield area. Oh, that's a terrible, oh. that's pea that is thick. That's not that pea soup. Yeah. They call it Bakersfield pea soup. And the times we saw that we would be driving from Northern California to LA to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum on the road early, early to get to an LA Raiders game as kids. And there would be that Bakersfield pea soup that we would drive through. And then Uh, Later in life, when I would go on, I went on a hiking trip with my cousin and we went to Zion National Park uh, about two hours outside of Vegas. Uh, Awesome National Park. On the way back to California through Nevada in the middle of nowhere, Nevada, there was a lightning storm and you could see the lightning hitting the side of the freeway. And that shit is scary. When you are in the middle of that, I mean, you think your car is going to be struck next.
2: Yeah, that's that's nuts. I got stuck in a lightning storm. I was visiting my brother and his buddy, who eventually became like a billionaire. That's a different story. But we, he was just out of college, and I was like the young young punk. And we they were showing me my my brother was showing me around New York. I'd never been there at that time. This is a long time ago. So we took the PATH train to Hoboken, New Jersey, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this is in the days before weather apps. There was this lightning and rainstorm, and we were outside, and there were there was nothing. We we couldn't get cover because there were like these junkyards and Hoboken, and but that was I was not driving, but I just that flashed in my head when you mentioned the lightning, and I don't know, I just kind of flopped, worked around in my. In my my memory. Uh, And Ozzy Was, let us know the craziest creatures you've seen. You live in Western Australia. And that appears to be ground zero for a bunch of freaky, freaky uh, goblins and whatnot. Mary Ann from Tennessee writes in, and she says, what is your favorite, guys, what is your favorite childhood memory? Eh, that's kind of a generic question, Mary Ann. I got a ton of favorite memories. Uh, everyone does. You know why? I, I've determined why we all have great childhood memories. Because uh, we block out, most of us block out the bad stuff. We only remember the good stuff, right? Isn't that how that works? You don't remember the bad days when you didn't do your homework, you didn't eat your vegetables, you got sent to your room early. You only remember, like, the good stuff, for the most part. So I, I remember playing in the Orange Groves when I grew up in Orange County and there were nothing but Orange Groves and we had massive fights throwing oranges at each other and as many oranges as far as the eye could see were Orange Groves. It was amazing. I had great memories of that. Running around with my buddies and playing stickball and uh, with we played baseball with racket balls and whatnot to see how far we golf balls to see how far we could hit the ball. Uh, stuff like that. What about you, Danny?
4: I remember being in the courthouse and the judge asking us which parent we wanted to live with (laughs) Good
2: time, but fun memories, fun memories.
4: Yes. Thanks mom and dad.
2: (laughs) Uh, What else do we have? Sam from Winter Park, Florida says, best toppings for a burger. And do you put any of them on at the end while the burger is still on the grill? So I like making the smash burger on my griddle. That's my go-to burger, but just I'm I'm, I'm basic uh, basic bitch when it comes to the burgers. I like the the cheese, you, normally a provolone, sometimes I'll do American cheese, grilled onions. I like the grilled onions. Sometimes onion strings are a nice little add-on to that. You know, and then I buy my, my regular toppings, but not, not not much more than that. That's all I need. And uh, keep the lettuce away. What about you, Danny?
4: I like the real cheeseburger from Burger King. Google oh. it.
2: All cheese all the time. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Get some nacho chips and uh, make some nachos out of your burger. So, where'd he go? And if you know what, uh, what is it? Hardee's in other parts of the country? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carl's Jr. Love the Western bacon cheeseburger.
2: It's a solid burger. Of course, I would get it without the bacon, but it's a solid burger. I used to get the $6 burger, which is probably $72 at this point, but it used to be the $6 burger back in the day. Next up, we have Big M from Appleton, Wisconsin, on the podcast. Uh, Thank you. He says, Ben, are you uh, really frustrated? You sound like you are when Coop and Eddie bash your cookies. Uh, He says, uh, the cookies look good in the photos you posted online. Uh, well, thank you. The cookies are good. What it, problems do they have with them? Ah, oh, Eddie's just a schmuck. He's like, ah, oh, they're not that good. You know, Coop complains. I don't even know why I bring these things in.
4: Why does Coop complain? He eats anything that's put in front of him.
2: Well, he you he originally he was very positive about the cookies, and then lately, the last couple times I brought them in, I guess they're not up to his standard, or he doesn't. I don't know, He eats them. So he must like them, but maybe he's just trying to bust my balls. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, the cookies are fine. And maybe your skills are deteriorating. My skills are great. And uh, in fact, I'll be making more cookies when we get done with this podcast. And maybe I won't bring them in for the <laughs> fellow. You, you know who liked my cookie? Former NFL player and morning host, LeVar Arrington. I gave him a cookie. He broke his diet to eat one of my cookies. He said, that's a good cookie. He said that your oatmeal raisin. If you want to leave a bag for the CNR show, yeah, these are good. I might have to when the uh, when the uh, the baby pops out there. I might have to you know as a gift to the family. I might have to make some oatmeal raisin for the. For the wife there of yours to to help her out. Uh, Fred in Spring, Texas writes in and says, hey there, guys. Uh, How does one adjust to the precarious nature of the radio workplace? Abrupt firing stations being sold. Staff shakeups. In planning your careers, do you have to be ready for the worst? Do you have a plan for the worst? Says, enjoy the show, Fred. In Spring, Texas. So. It's It's a very happy topic. Yeah, very positive. <laughs> no, I, I just I work each day to try to do the, the top notch job that I can do, the greatest job that I can do, do the heavy lifting. And if this job doesn't work out You're fired. There's always somebody listening in the business or outside the business. And now with podcasting, we can just do these podcasts. You don't necessarily need to be with a big media conglomerate. Um and I'm not guaranteed of any employment. I could lose this job and never be heard from again. uh, Or, you know, it's possible I know enough people now. I could get another uh, job somewhere. Who knows? I I have no idea. But I don't really. I used to obsess about it when I started, Danny. Every day I would go in because I worked at the station in San Diego. And they would fire all the time. They'd fire people at 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 Christmas. Guys would go on vacation. Friends of mine. And they would never come back. And I was like, that's what happened. And said, Well, they fired him. And they just said he was on vacation, and then he never came back. So I was very paranoid. And I started, when I moved from San Diego to LA Radio, it was a it was a startup. They had flipped KISS AM, which had played KISS FM just on the AM band. They flipped it to sports, and they spent a lot of money on it. They got the Dodger contract, but there was no guarantee they were going to keep the format. And I was—I had such neurosis. I was so traumatized that I was convinced I was going to be fired every every day. I walked in there. I said, "This is it. It's going to end." But now, nah, I don't really think about it that much. I don't. I mean, if it happens, I don't. I'll I'll pivot. I'll do something else. We'll figure it out.
4: It'll be all right. It's no way to live your life, you know, being scared or nervous about what could happen. Um, The best thing to do, besides doing a good on-air product, is the Eddie Haskell. Whenever you see your bosses, you look very handsome today, sir.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. My um, man, cut the bullshit, my man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't see my bosses, uh, Danny. Uh, I, I do not. But uh, it's like that. My favorite quote from W.C. Fields, and he he was a quote master, but it's it sums up, I think, the, the show that I've done over the years, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bullshit. That's the key right there, Danny. Just baffle the bosses with bullshit. And uh, yeah, he, that guy, there's a street named after him, W.C. Fields, old Hollywood, early Hollywood, like in the 40s, uh, actor, comedian, uh, right near Universal Studios, there's a, a street named after him.
4: Uh, right. It's so weird how little our bosses have been around us. Our big boss was in Vegas, And after the event, he said, my man, you work your ass off, my man. I had no idea (laughs) because he's never he's not in our Sherman Oaks, California building. So he doesn't really know us all that much.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I check in with him maybe once a year, the big boss, if I'm lucky, once every few years. And, And then when we get together we we talk for like 2 hours we I, we always schedule like a half an hour meeting but i know it's going to be 2 hours and we just we catch up on everything it's pretty crazy he's um, got so many
4: radio stories and yeah. then with your radio stories that's like
2: that's like a mini series yeah it's it we're geeking out on radio stuff then it's great we, you know you love those stories too we love talking shop you know talking about crap that happens usually
1: the things that go wrong
2: Barry from South Carolina, formerly of Nashville. He relocated to South Carolina. Uh, He says, Yo-Yo Ma, Benny and Danny G, what is the one national park that you haven't been to that you really want to go to? So, Danny, is there a national park that you've been dying to go to?
4: Yeah, I would love to go to Glacier National Park, which half of it is in Canada. The pictures I've seen of that park are amazing. So that's definitely one on the list.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't been to too many. Uh so I I love Sequoia and Kings Canyon. That's my go-to. That's the one I normally go to. I I don't think I've been to Yosemite. I don't recall going to Yosemite. I've uh, been to the Grand Canyon. Haven't been to the Great Smoky Mountains. I, I'd like to go to Yellowstone, Rocky Mountains. Uh like I, I want to go to all of them. Zion, you've been to Zion in Utah? I've not. Beautiful. I've not done that. I mean, there's there's a ton of these around. Is that Badlands Place in the Dakotas? Is that a national park? I want to go check that out at some point. Badlands. I think it's a national park. Maybe not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, That's, it looks like another planet. It's in the... Crazy. Yeah,
4: it is crazy looking. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. It you look like... can drive through Utah... I was very surprised. I I thought it was going to be boring and there wasn't going to be much to see. Man, the canyons there and the colors of all the rocks and the formations. If you get a chance, go to Bryce Canyon, just jaw-dropping. Did you go to the Arches
2: in Utah? Is that,
4: Yeah, I've been to the Arches, yeah. Amazing.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a ton of the, the canyons, uh, or not the canyons, the national parks, uh, the Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico. That's pretty wild. I've seen photos of that. I um, mean, you can go on and on. Uh, that that lake in Oregon, Crater Lake, looks pretty wild. I think that's a national park. And uh, yeah,
4: and then that little town you you mentioned, Arches. Uh, there's that little town, Moab. Stay in Moab, Utah. And then go to the Arches National Park. It's a great trip.
2: I'll do a few more. We're a little long on this. Alf the uh, Alf from Crumble Cookies says, "Ben, what happens first? You eat a pickle, or Eddie actually tweets out a good picture of one of your cookies?" No, no, I'll be double fisting cookies, Alf. How about shut up <laughs> before Eddie <laughs> sends out a good photo? I guarantee that will happen. Angelina writes in from. Uh, Minnesota slash Wisconsin. Uh, She's a super fan. She says, I've been listening. have not been writing in Uh, emails kind of late, but I wanted to go over a uh, bunch of things here. She says, first, I enjoyed your tales of your trip for New York. Glad you were able to go to your first Broadway production. And being sort of tall myself, I can relate to these small venue. Yeah, there's a really small seats there. She also liked the Staten Island Ferry Tip, free. Yeah, you got to take take it right in the, on a clear day in Manhattan. And it's just beautiful during the day. And it's also beautiful at night because you see the, the, the skyline all lit up of lower Manhattan and all the financial buildings down there near Wall Street. It's uh, very powerful. Uh, imagine you go by the Statue of Liberty and all that. Uh, she says, not to touch up your work, but when you talked about the old TV game show, I was wondering if you meant let's make a deal. I love mm-hmm. let's make a deal. Uh, and she says an older show that Deal or Deal. Yeah,
4: we accidentally called it Deal or No Deal, which is the Howie Mandel.
2: Yeah. Case show. Yeah, Let's Make a Deal was the one with yeah. Monty Hall, and then I think it was Alf pointed out his classic concentration was one of the other ones with Alex Trebek that we were trying to. Okay. Think of and then I I do want to thank Angelina because she mentioned I was trying to think of the cartoon that I couldn't think of it was it was Family Circus it was yes. Family Circus yeah, yeah yeah so anyway Angelina thank you so much you've been a great supporter of the show and I I really appreciate you uh, supporting what we do here uh, what else do we have uh, Neil in Greenville South Carolina says the home of the Red Sox now Neil's the guy in Miami Danny now relocated to Greenville South Carolina he had this. Uh. Yeah, he had that condo right over the the apartment, right over the Miami Heat Arena in a skyscraper in Miami.
4: Yeah, of course. And then we talked about his moving process.
2: Yeah, he said, we traded the majestic Miami penthouse across from the arena for the green acre style, humble Southern living across the street from the flower field where the Greenville Drive, the minor league Red Sox play, actually going to a game next week. As in these parts, baseball is popular as it may seem. This is, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, He says, front row, behind home plate, cost you $14. And then he sent a photo of.
4: Everybody could be Marlon's man.
2: (laughs) He says, the big question, if you and Danny G would own a professional sports team, what sport would it be and what would the name of your team be and the mascot?" Of your team. So I would want to do something original. Like, I don't need the Wildcats or the Bulldogs or something like that. I mean, and, and I, I was just off the top of my head, how about the uh, Seattle Shih Tzu's for the new NBA team? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Bella is the mascot there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Mascots have to be fat, though. You need a real fat mascot. That's a fun mascot, other than but Chuck F- Condor. Fat
4: or fun? Uh, what comes to mind for me right away is the Savannah bananas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's In true. line with that team, I would do the eggplants, the eggplants. Yeah. yeah and just use that eggplant emoji. <laughs>
2: well, you could do that. Oh well, yeah. The <laughs> that has no other meaning at all. How about, how about the, the, the Georgia peaches and you use the peach emoji on the hat. You know, you can do that too. Um, what about, Trying to think here. Some of the other stupid, uh, the Baba Ganoush. People love when I say Baba Ganoush. Boston Baba Ganoush. You could do that. Uh, And then here's the most important part. The reason I had to get this email from Neil on, he says, what are your skull cap sizes and address where to send the hats to? Do you prefer mesh or all cluster? He's going to hook us up with hats, Danny. How great is that? Very cool. A new hat. So, we are actually at the same address. Do we get mail? I've not gotten mail in a while. Do we still get mail at the building? Is Dude, there...
4: if they put it on that big white circle table next to the blue kitchen.
2: Okay, I don't know where the mail room is. But if you send it to the old address, we will get it at some point. And I am a size 8. Big head, big brain, a size 8. What are What are you, Danny, On your...
4: Uh, I am a 7 and 5 eights. Thank you, brother. Or you can also just do snapback if you want. I love all hats.
2: Yeah, so I typically do cloth hats. If it's a size eight, if it's not a size eight, I can do a mesh hat. Typically, uh, I prefer the cloth hat. Uh, but thank you very much, Neil. It's very kind of you. You don't have to, don't have to do that. Uh, Kevin in Kansas says, "Dear Ben and Danny G, both of you have talked about McCovey Cove." Do either of you have any special oddball or otherwise interesting stories uh, to tell about the place? Yes. Uh, I have a quick one. So way back when they opened that ballpark, it was called, I think, was it Pac Bell Park when it opened? It was Pac
4: Bell when it opened. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I was working local radio in Los Angeles, and we went up to San Francisco as a promotion for the radio station, and we – Rented The the boss rented a boat to drive around McCovey Cove, uh, float around McCovey Cove, and it was like this whole bit we were going to take on KNBR, because at that time, the other sports station, which we're on now, what didn't exist. And so we were going to take on KNBR, and Vic the Brick Jacobs, A. Martinez, who's now like a, uh, he's been with public radio for a long time, but he was dressed up. Vic was dressed up, a couple other people at the station. So we had this big boat, which had the, uh, it was like a real boat with a mask and all that. And a bunch of guys dressed up in pirate costumes. We had remote equipment to broadcast from the boat. We had big time whale sponsors of the radio station that were there. So I'm on the boat. We're floating around McCovey Cove. It's the first game ever. Dodgers are playing the Giants at Pac Bell Park, their first regular season game. And KNBR had decided to get back at us. They they, they didn't, I guess, have the proper boat. So they deputized the San Francisco Fire Department boat. And we got blasted from a fire boat that's there to put out fires for like cruise ships and crap like that. And. I've told the story in the past, but if you've ever seen the photos, and it doesn't look like it's that much water. It's like it's like five or six hoses of water all shooting at the same time, Danny. Right? It flooded all of the boat. People were diving underboard trying to get out. The water was so powerful. And and uh, I'll never forget the image of Vic the Brick st- trying to get up out of the boat, soaking wet in a pirate costume, and all of the remote equipment on the boat completely fried, completely fried. The sponsors that were all dressed up, these really rich people that paid advertising time on the radio station, completely soaked. It was it was nuts. And, but but then we went in. I, I was able to get in and see the end of the game. They let me in uh, at a press pass. I walked in, and I saw Kevin Elster hit the third of his three home runs. He had three home runs in the first game at Bell Park, and the Dodgers won, more importantly beat Barry Bonds and the Gigantes.
4: So, and did KNBR get a bill from your general manager for the uh, remote equipment?
2: Well, it is interesting to note, Danny, that we did not know this, but it is illegal for the San Francisco, in the and this was a long time ago, the San Francisco Fire Department to shoot off the, the water unless there's an actual emergency or a fire. So they violated the city code in San Francisco. I do not know whatever happened with that, though. I don't. Did you ever have any experiences at McCubby Cove, Danny? Anything that stands out? No.
4: Well, I mean, the thing that stands out the most to me about that cove for always and forever is going to be Max Muncie telling oh. Bumgarner to fuck off and you go get the ball out of the ocean. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was that was solid. That was that was good. Uh, Amish from Columbus writes in he says uh, hey uh, this is quick do you I don't know anything he said uh, he's, he's talking about San Diego he's going to San Diego for his 40th prior to attending the Os versus the Padres game uh that uh, that day he says do you know the best place to eat in the Little Italy district of San Diego so i my go to i used to work in San Diego but i don't eat I don't eat Italian. I have any. I, I eat Mexican food when I go to San Diego. Is that bad of me? No, it's not bad. I mean, a lot of people avoid Italian
4: restaurants because they don't want to be tired after their meal. It's too heavy.
2: Do you have a favorite Italian place in Little Italy there in, uh, in San Diego?
4: I have been to a couple of spots there. See, the, the key is to do an early dinner if you're going to go Italian. And then take a nice stroll afterwards. Walk some of those carbs off.
2: We'll go over to um, Cor- go over to Coronado and take a nap of the Coronado Bridge. Yeah. In the- uh, ben, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's got your
4: name in it, Ben Cato. Ben Cato. Oh, okay. Yeah, so- it's a good one.
2: Cut that meat. Yeah, I I don't know if you've been to San Diego before, uh, you who wrote in here, uh, uh, Amish, but I, I would say my my always go to Old Town. That's my my spot. You know, that area around there. Or Mission Valley. That's where the Padres used to play in Mission Valley, but that's kind of more of a suburban type feel. But there's you know, it costs you a few bucks, but if you want good Mexican food, Old Town. And there's some great there there are some great Italian places. When I worked down there, I did eat some Italian places, eat at some Italian places, but it's it's been a long time. So
4: Hey, they also have a spaghetti factory there, which is kind of a treat because you don't see those
2: everywhere. That's right. All right, so that's all All the time. We went long anyway. But uh, Danny, anything you want to promote? It is Sunday. You got some time off coming up this week. Yes.
4: Yeah. Just one day here. So Monday, I will be putting together a bassinet. I know it's exciting. And it's just like my club DJ days. <laughs> some weed, a bassinet. It's the same thing as going to a nightclub.
2: Smoke weed every day. Yeah, that's cool. I'll be back tonight, 11 p.m. in the West, on the West Coast, and then 2 a.m. in the East Coast doing it live, and then we'll have the podcast up on demand. Have a great day. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go.